0: Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Indie Diaries Podcast, a show on the human stories behind indie game development. Speaking to you today is your loyal host and indie diarist, Anthony L. Wolf, writer, narrative designer and senior content manager in social media. And uh, today's guest is someone special from the United States called Eric, who's working on a beautiful... um celestoid metroidvania as he likes to to define it himself uh called lucid and the kickstarter for this game is live now by the time you listen to this episode please head to uh, LucidKickstarter.com and support this beautiful game but before we head into the episode a big shout out to my patreons angelissa sheb and zagini for being three of the most amazing people on this planet Uh, thank you for all your support and uh for being um great members of my community every day. If you too want to support The Indie Diarist as a patreon go to patreon.com slash or theindiedarius.com, where you can find links to everything including my discord server. Now without further ado let's get straight into this episode with Eric who's going to tell us all about what it means to be an architect in game dev. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Indie Darius podcast. Today with me is uh, Eric Manahan from the Matt Black Studio, uh, tuning in straight from the US where it's about 10am there, but he's very <laughs> sleepy, although you guys can't see it. Um, but yeah, he will. <laughs> Before we, we go into any more of the episode, Eric, please tell, um, tell me about yourself, tell the listeners about yourself, who you are, what you're doing, and I've already spoiled where you're based, but yeah, I'll leave it to you. <laughs>
1: cool yeah absolutely man um well first of all thank you for having me um hello everyone my name is eric um i am the dev behind the game lucid uh the you can't see it but i'm doing the little spongebob rainbow hands uh the world's first (laughs) celestoidvania oh yeah
0: (laughs) celestoidvania yeah oh it's definitely a celestoidvania yes yes yes
1: um, yeah, uh, ex-architect turned uh, indie dev. I've been doing it for, I mean, I was, it's, I've been doing game, uh, indie game dev like as a little side project for like over 10 years now, but it, uh, I dropped my architecture career about mm-hmm. three-ish, two and a half, three-ish years ago and went full-time uh, indie dev and I've uh, been working on Lucid ever since.
0: Yeah, we'll touch up on that one because it's an interesting jump from architecture to game dev. And uh, looking at Lucid, I mean, it was a good choice. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so, well, okay. I guess this is this is a question that I like to ask everybody on this podcast. And you may know if you listen to other episodes. But what is one game that you think everyone should play at least once? <gasps>
1: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, one game everyone should play at least once. Oh god, I wish I could break down to genre, but um Fudge Muffins, man. I'm, it's too <laughs> early for these things. Um <laughs> I, my my brain is going to it's going to a few places, but uh I'm landing on like the on Dark Souls. I'm landing on the Dark, Dark Souls, Souls. Uh, uh, right. from Soft. I was I was thinking that Sekiro, but the, uh, this is pretty hard. And then like platformers, I'm thinking Super Metroid. But uh, I think I think Dark Souls is one of those like uh, is it is it called a litmus test? Um, I may be misusing that, but uh, it's gonna like <laughs> it'll test where you are and then from there it'll be like yeah. all right i can uh, go over here after i'm done or maybe i should go and play a mario game after this but uh yeah you know, uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah no no i like that it's a, it's an interesting answer and uh, i don't think anyone's ever brought up dark dark souls in these episodes yet until now oh, wow. of course but uh, but that's it's really good so uh, well of course this one ties very well into what you're doing now because i know because you you, you said that to me in your first message the lucid is a love letter to your childhood we will get to that um but first what games do you remember playing during your childhood is, is there and do you think they had an influence on your work besides oh, lucid
1: a hundred percent um okay it, it's bizarre how much how often someone will be like uh, i'll say what i think lucid is influenced by and then i'll put it in front of someone they'll play it a little bit and then they'll be like this reminds me of xyz and i'm like oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're
1: right. I, I completely forgot. It must have been in like, the recesses of my mm-hmm. mind, and it, it just came out that way. Uh, the most recent one was um, Mischief Makers from N64. All right, um, okay. Yeah, super deep cut. But um, what I played as a kid, the ones that I think of most uh, that are in the forefront of my brain uh, when making Lucid is, um, I'd say, uh, Super Metroid obviously mm-hmm. um a link to the past um my first snes game ever it came with my uh, i got it for christmas and it was bundled with it and i played the ever living wow. i don't know if we can curse but cr- 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 You can. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> played the ever living crab out of that game um yeah. and then Mega Man X. I, I fucking love megaman x i played that a lot um that I got hooked with the, the music, the the art, the uh, the speed, the precision. Uh, I love that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the big three. And then uh, probably Ocarina of Time, Star Fox, Super Mario 64, uh, Legend of the Seven Stars, RPG. Um, what are the big ones? Yeah, those are the ones that are coming through my mind. Uh, oh, oh, Chrono Trigger. That was another one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of... Um, I, I kind of... Grew up, I grew up on the SNES and the N64, but I've been a Nintendo kid my whole life, so I had, like, pretty much every little Nintendo console going up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if it came out on Nintendo and it was a mainline entry, i probably played it.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, those are all great games, and I can see the, the especially the artistic influence of those games in Lucid, at least a little bit that I've seen from the trailer and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, ab- absolutely, I can see that. And when exactly, I mean, I know when you mentioned 3-4 years ago, but when exactly did you realize you wanted to be a game dev? Was it like Oof. a aha moment of some sort?
1: Um so I guess let me ask you this. Are you asking um when I first started making games or when I like said I need to stop doing what I'm doing and be an indie dev? Like draw Well, features? I
0: would say I would say the latter, but the former is also interesting. So yeah, so maybe start with the second one.
1: Okay. Um, so I, I decided to, well, yeah, uh, I was, it was like me slash my fiance. She helped give me the boost, but, um, so I had been doing architecture for 10 plus years. It was, uh, in school. I loved the design process. I loved the, uh, the the thinking, the creative decisions and, uh, artistic, um, uh, the merits that you have to like put into it. But, uh, in practice, it's way different so 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 different and the people you have to work with and the clientele is uh they were just me and we, we were oil and water did not all right mix uh so i tried i tried my darndest i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna like this i'm gonna i'm gonna like this <laughs> and, it, and it just never never it really just never
0: happened okay yeah and,
1: uh, and then uh, it just mm. kind of over time it was just like crippling depression laying on the floor Mm. just staring at the ceiling like what am i doing and um, we were uh, my fiance and i were walking our dog at the time and i think it was like in the, the dead of winter we got to a corner of one of our, our routes and uh, she just kind of like said what are you you're like incredibly unhappy i'm like i know and she's like well why don't you pick up whatever happened to lucid i had gone on a hiatus i, I dropped it for a long time to focus on architecture mm-hmm. she's like you should pick it back up um it made you so very happy and uh i loved it and i love seeing you happy and i'm like are you sure because like i put a lot of time into it it was very distracting oh. and uh she's like uh, yes please 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 so i've been wanting to learn unity at this time it was like percolating in my head so i remade it in unity originally i was started in game maker it from the ground up and uh it started picking up some traction on socials and uh this is right around when the pandemic was uh uh at it just starting either like a mm-hmm. few months in and uh she just we we're looking at each other and i'm like I, "This might have some legs and she said uh you should i think you should go for it i'm like are you sure she's like yeah i think you should go for it i'm like okay so um i also had been approached by some publishers at the time which was really the uh, the tipping point of like people are interested and this is i think viable so um yeah, that was it, and then uh, I put in my two weeks' notice, and uh, had a shitting grin the whole time, and uh, now we're here.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? It's uh, it's <laughs> I wasn't expecting that level of, 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 of depth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, actually, I do I do get a lot of these interesting stories on in this on this podcast, and it's I think there's a lesson in there for everybody, and it's something that I've failed myself too. At some point, I was approached by. Um, I say a PR firm. They're beautiful people and such, but I'm not a PR person. I'm mostly Mm -hmm. a writer uh, and I like working with the written word. So I I spent three months there, but I felt miserable most of the time, even though there were just three months. And I was like, no, I can't do this. I have to go back to writing. And so uh, that's what I did. And now I'm a social media writer, content manager and and writer, which uh, I'm, I'm having a great time there. But that shows that sometimes following your heart uh, maybe having that little push from that special person in your life, because also my girlfriend was very supportive of the time uh, mm-hmm. of me just leaving a very secure place mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. something that I wanted to do. Uh, having that that willpower to follow what you really want to do is what's going to make you happy in the end. Uh, 100%. So yeah. Uh, look at that! We're ten minutes in, and we're already talking philosophy and uh, and, and all that. That's that's amazing, and love I love these episodes. Yeah, I, yeah. I just um,
1: woke up like twenty five minutes ago, and I am like, yeah, do and this? we're already doing it. Yeah, we're already heavy
0: there. Yeah, love it. Okay, uh, all right. Well, and I guess that to to connect it to, uh, to the to the question that you asked me, how did you become a game developer? Because Apparently, you were working on Lucid already when you were doing architecture. By the way, three years ago, COVID, I I completely didn't think about that. I thought it was like 2018 or something.
1: Right? God it's like the dark, it. the dark, dark times. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's bizarre. It's this weird, like, time capsule. Like, it's such a weird, yeah. weird phenomenon that I don't think any or hopefully no other generation has to, like do that again yeah like it's a, so weird
0: feels like yesterday was COVID, but it was three years ago it yeah, was yeah, so yeah, yeah. surreal but yeah anyway this is not a COVID podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so how did you start working on lucid were you self-taught did you learn from someone got a mentor something like that
1: so um it, it ties back to architecture again i uh so for not many, not everyone knows the ins and out of architecture school which is totally makes sense but uh in architecture school it is infamous for n- uh, not allowing you to have a social life you just kind of live in my sister
0: studying architecture so oh I really know very well yeah <laughs>
1: okay good uh, her, Yeah, i hope it works out for her yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in a completely different part of the world because she's as compared to you and also me because i'm i'm based in london but she's back home in italy in sicily oh so she's studying cool. there but it is still pretty much the same she has to build a lot of little models and she doesn't have any social life whatsoever the little yes. she has she yes. regre- she regrets having it because she could be studying so yes. it's yes. It, I, it's not the healthiest course yeah
1: i uh, yeah you're it's a little bit masochistic uh, and you really have to love what you're doing and I, and i and i did and um, i hope she does too and i honestly it's not architecture I was like abroad it's not like the worst it's really great i was mm-hmm. in um I was in high-end residential in New York City, and it takes a very special ilk to, uh, it's a very interesting breed of people up there. Yeah.
0: So, hopefully... <laughs> I can imagine that, yeah.
1: She, hopefully, she enjoys it and is better at navigating it, and I wish her all the best. But, um, anyway, uh, studio. I was in studio, and it was late mm-hmm. one night. It was, um, it was like a semester, it was like the end of the semester, um, and you have your final studio project. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I was burning out. It was like three in the morning and I was like, I need a break. So I go on to, I think it was Destructoid. And I'm just going through some articles and I see a little um, free demo, like solo dev making a game. And I was like, what? I'd never heard of this before, and I I opened it up, and it turns out to be a little game, a little demo for a game called Iconoclast, and uh, yeah, this was long, it was like just the first and a half level, just before I think you get to like the deserty area, Um, but anyway, uh, I was like, I played it, it was gorgeous, the music was awesome, it it felt cool, uh, the story, everything was awesome, and I was like, one person did this? Like, I didn't know you could, I didn't know it was a thing. (laughs) So I, I, this is so not me, or it was not something I would do, but I think it was the sleepless stupor. And I uh, I just opened up the email, and I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, man, this <laughs> is awesome. You're awesome. How, how did you... How? Just how? And uh, he responded with uh, a very lovely email um, with uh, with How, and he directed me towards... I think he was using Construct 2 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um he sent me uh, just a bunch of, like, put me in the right direction, and I, I followed it. Uh, I looked at all the options. I chose Game Maker, um, and uh, I learned, that's when I began learning pixel art. Uh, and uh, I was very, I just submerged, I uh, saturated myself in um game dev i was in the forums all the time i was in game maker forums i was reading uh books about programming i was uh, watching youtube videos uh i was doing the same for pixel art uh i got a book called um i think it's called the the animators uh bible or handbook it, uh it's a book written by the guy who did uh, who framed roger rabbit and it is one of the oh, right <laughs> it is the greatest resource for an animator so any animators out there please look that up um and i just Was that was my new world. And uh, I was glad because architecture was pretty much over. I mean, the schooling. Um, So I just did that on the side. I would go to work and I'd do that almost immediately when I would go home every night. And uh, I just did that for years, years and years and years. And uh, it kind of just accumulated over time. And now I'm here.
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's uh, that's a very interesting journey you had there. And uh, especially in terms of Moving from architecture to game development, I'm curious, what was it like, like, do you have, well, I don't think you have any regrets now, but <laughs> what, what what was it like at the beginning? Were you just questioning your choice? I know you had support from your fiance, but
1: yeah, uh, I, I've, I've definitely, there's always like the, I mean, unless I can't say for everyone, but there was questioning, there was like, uh, did I make the right choice? Um, I'm not, there's no serious um, fund, there's funding coming in, but that's going to the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, it's uh, my, uh, my fiance, my, my partner, she is bearing the weight and I can't thank her. I thank her every day. Uh, I love Mm -hmm. her. She's the best, but uh, hopefully I can contribute. But uh, every time I uh, see just like uh, like getting groceries and I can't, I can't help that time, I feel so bad and i Mm -hmm. was like what did i make the right decision and puts this she doesn't put pressure on me but i put pressure on myself to succeed Mm -hmm. because i want to contribute so uh moments like that i really question like am i being selfish is this of
0: course fair
1: Mm -hmm. yada 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 but um so yeah that that's a thing that i question myself a lot but uh Mm. other than that when i'm feeling that's when i'm feeling bad on mm-hmm. a good day, and everything's bang on all cylinders, I'm like, I should have been doing this from the very beginning. I don't know why I wasn't doing this from the very beginning.
0: I guess that's that's your confirmation that you're on the right track. Then that's yeah. that's amazing. Well, um, bit of a fun question, I suppose, about what what is it like being an architecture that works in a game, and especially in Metroidvania, where you have where level design is such an important Part of it, like, yeah. do you feel like you have an advantage there because you're an architect, <laughs> an architect or something?
1: I would say, I guess, yeah. If advantage is the, uh, sure, yes, I think mm-hmm. I do. Um, I've noticed a lot of the design tenants I had learned in architecture were very easily transferable to Perfect. game design as a whole. Um, be it uh, just like color and um, shape or mm-hmm. more to your point, um, nap, influencing or coercing or guiding a person how to traverse or circulate through a yeah. space, um, through like shapes of like uh, funneling and uh, eye-catching, like drawing the eye. Uh, just uh, little little moves that I think kind of gave me a little bit a step ahead or just an understanding how to some level design uh it's really 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 satisfying man when you make a level and you put it in front of someone who's never played and they do like exactly what you wanted and you're like, wow yeah ah, <laughs> oh that's nice yeah no i mean that's
0: that's the kind of stuff that i nerd that, I, that i'm easily nerding out for because it's like how these different arts kind of cross-pollinate each other or influence mm-hmm. each other being an architect definitely you have something there that, that can help you build better levels or build better maps and just guiding the players better. So yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we'll get to, to, to this in, in a little bit, but uh, I'm curious about Lucid now more specifically, like were there any challenges during the development of Lucid, any big learnings that you may want to share for other devs?
1: Oh man, yes, 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 yes. Um uh let's see big learning things so uh i had mentioned prior that i started in game maker it lucid used to be way more of a traditional metroidvania um mm-hmm. kind of very, very by the numbers um and eventually uh like i said i i stopped and then when i started back up i had played some more games and i had learned in this time it was around when mario odyssey dropped and spider-man uh-huh. 4 dropped and it just kind of light bulb went off when I was like, traversal needs to be just as engaging and fun as actual moment to moment comment, combat or puzzles or what have you. Um, and that's when I had played Celeste and, uh, that's where I, I started working on that, uh, what's it called Uh, a resource refreshing like jumps where i don't know if you've played celeste but basically if you hit mm, if you hit those little green gems like it'll refresh your jump yeah i took that that concept and just fucking ran with it and uh i i I made this course and uh i just i kept doing this course over and over and over and i was trying to do it faster faster i'm like oh this is fun It was kind of like break the targets meets celeste um smash bros reference uh and (laughs) about an hour a half of doing that it's just again another light bulb i'm like this is the game i found the fun this is it and um so giving yourself time to find like you have an idea what the game is but like Mm -hmm. let it become what it wants to be like give yourself some breathing room don't like go in with super rigid like this is the game and everything anything that comes in like tries to intrude your idea don't like thwart it like sometimes let it in let it percolate let it uh uh i don't know sit there stew and then you know if it doesn't work you know filter it out but sometimes Mm -hmm. integrate it let it influence your game design
0: Um, there's something very addictive about celeste's gameplay and uh i don't know if you play lone fungus it's from another uh, solo dev yeah yeah Mm -hmm. love that guy. uh, Yeah, i played it recently
1: it's great we're friends on twitter we've talked a little bit he's a really nice guy
0: at some point i'll probably host him on the podcast we'll see but uh but yeah i mean that kind of very dynamic um movement across the level design and uh, across the levels and all of that and the mechanics that celeste has Mm -hmm. that encourage you to just Be as fast as you can, and there are even some tricks that the game doesn't tell you until maybe the DLCs. Like you can jump, you can bounce off the ground and get and get faster and get farther. Uh They're just amazing, and it makes everything so fun, super dynamic. Hollow Knight has some of that too because of the pogo, not maybe not quite as as fast, but like every Metroidvania, as soon as you unlock a certain set of skills, then. The map starts becoming something completely different and yep, i've yep, always yep. been fascinated by how that happens because like you have to plan a whole bunch of stuff in advance for that yes. to really work so i think I, I think it's really cool um but going back briefly to the architecture uh yeah. thing because because you've shared some learnings here like let's get practical what is one tip that you would give to someone who is not an architect on making a better game
1: who is not an architect making a better game? Someone that um, someone
0: who's not an, uh, something that someone who's not an architect may not necessarily think about. I think that would be really interesting.
1: It's a great question. Um, let's see. If I had a little, a little tyke, a little little guy, a little girl, just kind of walk right here, I'm like, hey, I want to make games. What should I do? Um, I would say, oh, okay, I know, I got it, I got All right. it. All right. Um, <laughs> I would say, make the game you want to play make a game that's not chasing fads that's not trying to be something else
0: Mm -hmm. of course
1: if you're if you're learning i think the greatest way to learn is to um, start off imitating it's almost like just like learning how to draw like how to do art Um, you you practice by looking at stuff referencing Mm -hmm. uh, be it just real real world objects you try to draw that then you look at like the uh, the greats the the superstars the michelangelos the leonardo's what have you and then you try to see what they learn how they do things so you start there you imitate you incorporate and then you make it your own but when you're on to making your game that's when i'd say make the game that you want to play make the game that doesn't exist that you wish existed and Mm -hmm. uh make it a reality uh because if you're making a game that you want to play, the odds are there's going to be other people that want to play it too. And instead of trying to imitate and be a mirror and a, 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 getting those comparisons, and mm-hmm. just be, be your own thing. Like, uh, don't make a clone. Yeah, uh, don't do it. Just
0: absolutely, yeah. I totally agree with you. Well, then, uh, now back to Lucid. You mentioned that Lucid is a love letter to your childhood, and you said that to me in your first message. So it must be very important to you as uh, as a concept. Why is that?
1: I, it, it totally is. And it it's kind of just been this, I've used that, uh, love letter to my childhood for a while now. And, uh, I've been told, and it's kind of true that, uh, I, how do I put this in a nice way? Uh, I'm a, I'm a man child in the nicest way. Uh, mm-hmm. okay.
0: Yeah. That's I, what uh, mean.
1: I'm in touch with my inner child, uh, right. where, uh, I remember how much fun it was to be a kid, all that like wonder. I like uh, I was I grew up on like Miyazaki films and I loved Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. and just uh not the not knowing and playing a game for the first time. A great example is the Dark Souls. There's like nothing greater than playing a really good game for the first time and like discovering not only new areas but discovering things like you said metroid is like oh i can do that that's Mm -hmm. awesome um so that feeling is something i'm trying to like put into this uh, capture it in between lines of code and package it into a tiny little morsel or not so tiny actually but uh yeah a game i'm trying to make that moment and stretch it out and share it with people
0: perfect yeah well, by the time this episode comes goes live, the Kickstarter for Lucid will be live. So, is yes. there anything that you can tell the listeners about it? Like in in three weeks' time?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, so the Lucid Kickstarter is happening. It's happening mm-hmm. September eighteenth, two thousand twenty-three. Which is yeah, it should be live right now. So please, mm-hmm. ever bought it? Please, uh, if you could go to uh, www.lucidkickstarter.com. That'd be awesome. You could go check out the uh, the campaign. It's uh, I put a lot of love into it. Uh, it's got a lot of. It, oh, I was just thinking the other night. It's basically. Do you guys remember like getting manuals and games?
0: Yes, of course. It,
1: it feels like I bought a game and I'm in the car ride home and I'm flipping through the manual. Like there's a uh, oh. there's lore, there's character breakdowns, there's like a, a map of the world, uh, uh, mechanics explained, and then I was like, oh my god, it, it, it's a man, it's a digital it's a manual. manual. So, and you played Tunic, by the way. I have. I yeah, so, loved
0: Tunic. Yeah, so you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Right. <laughs> Tunic was so good. I loved it, and I got frustrated at the very end, which I think I was supposed to, but I was very frustrated with the the final boss. But up until that final boss, I was like, this. I loved it. But um,
0: yeah. But anyway, sorry, anyway. I
1: Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Lucid, uh, the Kickstarter, it's happening, and uh, there's a lot of gr- juicy, fun rewards. I have a lot of Kickstarter exclusives. Um, so please, uh, if you're interested in a pixelated, uh, a I love pixel art, and a lot of some people think it's there's like taboo around it. Like, another pixel art game. I'm like, it's <laughs> different. It's different. Go look. It looks different. I promise. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, please, please check it out. I put everything, everything I have into it, and uh, I hope you like it enough to helpfully maybe think about supporting the project and me, and we can make it as best as we can, like together. So
0: please. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Go check it out because I've seen the trailer and if you do see the trailer and you like Metroidvania, you're going to fall in love with this game too. So, yeah. Uh, we've, we've had um, some fun moments during this episode, but now it's time for a question that I'm really, really uh, attached to. Ooh. Why are you a game developer? What drives oh you goodness. forward?
1: It's all I think about. It's all I think about all the time. Every day, every hour. It's... You can ask my fiance. I, it's almost annoying. Uh, well, it probably is annoying. We we would go on. We were on a vacation once, and we were like hiking on a mountain, and I was just looking around, and she's like, "You thinking about game design?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah." You see those trees? Those would look really cool. And then like uh, this could be a cool spider enemy, and then we could do this. <laughs> and she just like shakes her head, and I'm like I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, I live and breathe it. Uh, is it's just something I've I grew up with. I played my first game when I was five, and I haven't stopped till now. Um, I think it's just the most beautiful, like encapsulation of like every art form. Like just every single one, it's in there. Uh, the, uh, art, just just plain old drawing, it's in there. Uh, animation, sound design, storytelling. Uh, I mean, if you can think of an art form, it's probably in a video game, and uh, that is something special. And on top of that, it's interactive. Um, yeah like, Jesus, Like, what, what more can you want? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all I think about, and uh, I, I really can't see doing something, not being an indie dev or making games.
0: Um, it's uh, you, you make great points there, but as uh, someone who speaks to a lot of indie devs, I also know there are some dark sides to being an indie game developer. So, yeah, what is perfect. your biggest struggle as an indie game developer?
1: Oh, uh, okay. There's a few. There's definitely a okay. few. It's one of those where, like, uh, for me personally, it's uh, um, the dark stuff. Like like anything, there's going to be downsides, but it's like uh, it, they're worth the positives. But for me, the downsides would be having um, – what's it called? Um, what's it called? Where Imposter syndrome. Uh, imposter syndrome is a big one. Um, a lot of anxiety uh, about uh, – you can go from i'm the greatest that ever lived to i'm a pile of dog shit and i should (laughs) never touch a computer again um so very quickly and then also um it takes a lot a lot of hours a lot of long 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 hours but uh i've worked i've never worked more hours and longer days than i have making lucid but uh for me, working for myself and making something I care about is worth it. And then mm-hmm. another, I think that one more would be uh, drink water and move around. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can be a tolling on the body. Which Stay is hydrated. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, my, I have a back of an 80-year-old, and uh, I really need to be conscious of like going out, taking the dogs for a walk, um, mm-hmm. drinking water. So, uh, uh, so those are, those are things that I think of that are. Mm-hmm. Con. Um
0: well yeah I mean you mentioned that uh, you're doing the longest hours ever working in lucid but what I the first thing that I'm thinking about is if you were doing those long hours for architecture and uh, in your old job they wouldn't be the same they wouldn't feel the no. same way no. it would be completely unbearable or something entirely different but you're having a lot of fun with that oh, um yeah. so yeah that's uh, that's really great so I I do suspect that you've answered this question um when uh, when I asked you about the tips to uh, to people who are not in architecture. But uh, it, it's... Uh, by the way, we're almost uh, near the end. So just a couple more questions for you. No! I know, I know. <laughs> uh, imagine writing a letter to yourself, but 10 years younger. What would you say?
1: Oh. Whew. oh, man. I know what I would say. Holy crap. Dude, you can't be like bringing in existential questions to me <laughs> when the sun... 10 a. is. 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, I would say so. I, I have I've told this story a few times, but this ties into this question I think pretty well. Um, when I was a kid, and I was in the that car ride home, and I was drawing, oh, I think it was like Mega Man characters. And um, my dad, my parents were in the front seat, and they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm drawing character Mega Man characters. When I grow up, I want to make games." And my dad, bless his heart. the indie the the game scene was not what it is today it's not the multi-billion dollar Mm. industry it was very niche and to his he was trying to help he goes like eric if you want a family you're probably going to want to do something else because you want (laughs) to make money and i was like oh i want to make money and that stuck (laughs) in my brain for the entirety of my life it's the reason i chose architecture it was like the middle ground of art and science and uh that's what kind of course corrected my childhood dream uh and, uh, I would write myself and be like, stay the course, man, stay mm-hmm. the course, do what makes you happy. Um, it, you really should not, uh, don't do something that you want to do to appease others. Mm-hmm. Uh, do what will make you happy. That'll you happy spreads joy and makes other people happy. Uh, so that's what I would probably say.
0: Yeah, great. Well, I don't know what happened to me because my father was telling me the exact same things and I always ended up doing something else. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, my sister did fall for it, though, because she wanted to go to art school and specialize in uh, in fine arts. And uh, she ended up doing architecture because she believes there's more money in there. Uh, that sounds familiar. Uh, so. There's yeah, not, by the way. It does sound familiar. <laughs> there's not.
1: There's really not. Not for a uh, while. Yeah, not for a while, but yeah,
0: anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, but uh, I, I mean, I totally agree with everything you said there. It's uh, just do what makes you happy. It's, uh, it's what I've been trying to do for the past five or six years or so. Ever since I, I stopped, uh, I mean, I, I finished school and left university. Well, not left, finished university. Uh, and uh, I I'm, haven't looked back since. I feel oh. like this is the way to go for everyone who's looking for, you know, you will find your money, even though uh, a lot of people will tell you, oh, you want to be an artist? Well, <laughs> then uh, you better get used to living under the bridge. Well, no, not really. No, no, really. Not, not necessarily. No, no. Um, and lastly, for one more one more fun question for you. <gasps> if you had unlimited budget and time, what Ooh! game would you make?
1: I would make Lucid. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people s- say this the same way. As in, not a lot of people say that they would make the game they're currently making (laughs) but those that do they're usually the ones that uh, I mean it shows me they're really on the right track and they're doing what they really want to do Uh, they have no regrets whatsoever so yeah Eric I mean it's it's been amazing speaking to you there's a lot of passion that comes that that comes through and shines through uh from your words and such I think I think I think you're really doing what you love doing and uh, it shows honestly looking at Lucid even just the trailer I feel like it's it's something that people will love. So to wrap it up, where can other people find you, and if they do, what is the best way to support you?
1: Oof. Um, well, first, uh, thank you again. It was it's been really nice talking to you. Thank you for all your kind words, uh, and uh, thanks for everybody who's listening. It's uh, I can't believe it. But uh, yeah, if uh, again, uh, www.lucidkickstarter.com. That uh, any support on the Kickstarter that is really gonna. It's really going to dictate the scope and breadth of the project, how well this does or how not well this does. is going to be the kind of judge and jury of um, a lot of ideas. So um, please, please uh, consider supporting the pro- uh, the campaign. It would mean the absolute world to me. Um, other than that, uh, if you would like to follow the de- development of Lucid, I would say uh, go to the Instagram. Let me look at my, what is my handle on Instagram? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Okay, it's oh, it's just um, it's just all uh, lowercase. It's matt black studio, and mm-hmm. matt as in like the 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 color, the uh, the M A T T E matte matt black studio, um, and then on Twitter. Uh, what's my handle there? That is underscore the matt black. Same thing. Not matt like the name. Matt like <laughs> the uh, fabric. M A T T E. Uh, I don't know why I did that to myself. But uh, yes. <laughs> uh, on the Instagram, I post frequently, and it's uh dev updates, and usually it's either um almost every post comes with a little bit of lore. I very I love Dark Souls, and uh I love the idea of like building a every item Mm -hmm. has a little bit lore, um and then on twitter i'm very very active and um i'm i i believe in supporting the community um i i want to support you you want to support me and uh, that whole phrase um, rising tides lift all ships Mm -hmm. i believe in that very very much so please uh let's connect there uh and support each other so um and then the last one is if you want to join a really, really cool community of supportive creatives, the Lucid Discord is a place. Like that community is has saved me in more ways than one. So uh, please, you're welcome there. Everyone will welcome you with open arms. So, yeah, that's that's
0: all I can think about perfect yeah and of course i will put all of these links in the description of the episode also if you want to uh support the show and you like this episode please go to theindiediars.com and have a look at all the links over there because there is also a nice uh discord community there but please join eric's first because he deserves it more than me uh so so. (laughs)
1: do both do both
0: (laughs) but yeah thank you again eric it's been a pleasure talking to you
1: likewise uh, anthony thank you very much
0: well what's there to say folks thank you so much for listening to this episode and thank you a thousand times and more to eric for being such an amazing guest i loved speaking to you about architecture and the bridge between architecture and game dev it was such an amazing conversation i had a lot of fun and i'm sure as we've already um connected uh, separately and, uh, and agreed separately this is not the last My listeners will see of you because we will do something else with Lucid in the future when it's ready to be shown to the public um, after the Kickstarter campaign. But about the Kickstarter campaign, please, guys, go to lucidkickstarter.com and uh, support this amazing Celestoidvania, uh, as Eric put it, because I assure you by looking just at the trailer, you will fall in love with it. It's just an amazing little game. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, tell your friends, leave a rating on Spotify. That helps a lot. But also head over to thenddiarist.com and and find all the links, including um, Twitter. Well, supposed to be called X now. Uh, But uh, you will find all the links to the podcast, social profiles there, and uh, links to Patreon, the Discord server, everything. And about Patreon, Another huge shout-out to my three Patreons at the time of recording this, which are Sheb, Angelissa, and Zagini, who are amazing people and are super active in my Discord community every single day. I don't know where I'd be without you, and all the other... Well, now, I think about a hundred people who are in that server. Uh, I think that's amazing, and we've grown so much in so little time. Love every single one of you. Um, but yeah, so if you are an indie game developer yourself, please get in touch. I would love to hear your story and tell it to the world because my listeners are just as hungry, um, for indie game development stories as I am. So until next time, guys, I'll speak to you in the next episode of the Indie Diaries podcast.